Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 3 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yes, sir. As we celebrate the Baylor Bears National Championship beating Gonzaga 86-70. to uh, Just one of the big topics going on today. We have the Sam Darnold trade, Fernando Tatis' injury. Uh, we have a lot to get to, but clearly this is the big story right now. Usually... Every year, we are impressed, we are blown away, we are full of emotion every time we see one shining moment, right? Every time we see it. And this had to be one of the worst, I don't know I've seen a worse one shining moment than what they just had up on, on screen. Right now, yes, you're dealing with, you can have fans, right? So the, so the crying fans aren't really there like they normally are. Usually the one little kid who's wearing all the gear and he's just crying, going, oh, I don't know. Oh, it's a, I, so some of that's missing, I get it. But the levels were really off, right? Like, like the levels yeah, were really low in the beginning. Yeah, a lot of folks Luther. Yeah. And, 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 and the levels are low, and then it ends so abruptly, and it goes bang right into a car commercial. Hey, like, there's no sell, there's no sell, breathe. sell. I got hey, you. Let it breathe and then go into the car commercial, and it ended so abruptly. And I was like, oh, my God, that's really ugly. Here, we're going to play it for you right now. This is the version off of CBS, the end of one shining moment, and, and just to tell you how abruptly it ended and went right into the car commercial. Go ahead. Let's roll it. 
Let's make a little history tonight in Indianapolis. Butler. Oh, right in the heart. Coach Drew and Baylor complete college basketball's greatest rebound and rebuild with a championship. That's a pretty tight spot. Watch and then back. <laughs> We're right into a conquer. There's no breathing. There's no excited. Because, look, the national championship game always gets shorted because you only have so much time to put in plays from this game. And so I get that. But, wow, there was no breathing. There was no, hey, we're going to show a lot of foot. We're going to show a lot of people waving. It's just this one long confetti shot and then, bam, right into the car commercial. We're going we're gonna to go that fast right into it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's jarring. There's no question about it. But you know what? Sell, sell, sell. Uh, you've got a an audience that stayed with you for the tradition. You know, as Jim Nance is going to go off and uh, do a tradition like unlike any other uh, mm-hmm. as he ends the week. Uh, <laughs> why not? Why not do it here? Saying, "Hey, here's one that everybody sticks around for, and they want to see uh, who." I bet you they paid top dollar for that being that first ad coming out of one shining moment. Love to see <laughs> that check clear. Like, how fast can we get out? Uh, 2.7 second, not fast enough. Uh, put an extra zero at the end. Okay, 1.4. No. <laughs> Yeah, you normally look one shot is so much fun. We play the song all the time. I hit the post on it because, you know, it's one of the things I do better than than ninety nine point nine percent of the population. Um, But I just saw like, wow, this really it really just kind of, you know, okay. Well, look, you also just put that you've got a list of things. Yeah, well, there's a list of things I do better than anybody else that you do better than than virtually the rest of the world. By the way, the other thing that bothered me and and I'm starting to see this pick up a little. Why not? You know what really grinds my gears? Um, The the fact that they kept playing all the uh, the play-by-play, just let the play work. You've got editing software. We've got it there in the studio. You can take the announcers out and let the play call itself. Come on. There, there's no, people in the, the stands. Yeah, but sometimes the play-by-play adds to it. You want Jim Nance's call at the end, the rebound, the win. I Just like a little bit more than just, hey, here's confetti. This? And there's no room in the back seat of this car. Oh, you got to get a new Buick. That's what I have to wear. I just wanted a little bit more than that. And also, I want to be able to hear it and have the levels not be so crazed in the beginning. Yeah, the um, sixteen-point victory. I didn't need the final call. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it's always it's the, it's mean, the you know it's it's the the triumph. It's the punctuation. Hey, they win. I mean, look, they won punk, by fifty bleeping punk, points. Punctuation. What, what did you want to put in there? Yeah, you could you could go back to the fifteen-minute mark of the first half and say, <laughs> "Hey, this game's over. It's a final." Because <laughs> they never challenged. I mean, it's not like, you, 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 hey, you know what we're going to do? We don't care about this. We're just going to show Jalen Sucks' three that beat UCLA over and over and over again, okay? Well, we're not going to have anything done that from with this the game. tournament. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they won. The, the Baylor wins the title. But let me tell you, here's all the other great moments of the tournament that you'll remember for years. Unless you won't. Right in no. the individual, no. in the individual individual school markets, you're going to remember. Here's a big shot from Juzang. Here's a big shot from Haquez here uh, in our greater Los Angeles sphere. Obviously, the Sug shot, a big deal. And then you're like, um, yeah, the final game, uh, Baylor just beat the tar. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to remember any plays from it. You know, I mean, it was it was a dominant victory from top to bottom. But this team rebounding will be is what for. we'll remember. Yes, that's what it's going to be. Hey, you know what? Let's, let's talk about team rebounding because that, that was really sexy, man. I like team rebounding. Uh, no, look, the, the play of the tournament was the Jalen Suggs three. All right, because it, it was, you know, I realize I'm prisoner of the moment a bit, but I don't remember another game that I watched quite the way I did. I watched that one was probably Duke, Kentucky in 92. This doesn't mean there weren't any other great games in the NCAA tournament. Now, of course, look, just a couple of years ago, you had great games. Villanova, North Carolina came down to a three at the end. Oh, my God. We had Jenkins on the show after he made it, and he couldn't even speak. He was so excited. But that game with so much at stake, Duke, Kentucky in the Leitner shot, I mean, people forget what a great game it was leading up to it. I mean, that was probably the best college basketball game that I had ever seen. And then here's another game where this 
wasn't just a close game. You got both teams shooting 58%. It is clutch shot after clutch shot. It's how does Juzang make that? My God, the, the stones on that guy for that. Oh my goodness, look at this block and up and down and Timmy fills the lane and goes in. I mean, it was an unbelievable back and forth game where nobody missed and you have an, an incredible buzzer beater from 40 feet out that banks in. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's probably the best tournament game combination of how well the game was played with the highest amount of stakes probably since Duke, Kentucky in 92. And that's the game everybody's going to remember. So for Gonzaga fans, while it's kind of a, you know, not really a silver lining because you were 31-0 and and you lost, I can say, hey, what's the tournament going to be remembered for? It's going to be remembered for that game. When they look back and there's 30 for 30s and whatever they're doing, looking back at great moments in college basketball history, we look at the 2021 NCAA tournament. That's the game everybody's going to talk about. That's the game everybody's going to remember and remembers how it ended, where they were when they saw it, their reaction when it happened. That's the game. It's not going to be the game a couple of nights later. Well, that's it. All the the sizzle, all the the shine came came in that game and UCLA making its run, right? So you get the activation of the L.A. market uh, and certainly many, many people looking to roast Calipari. and How did this guy get away from your program? And he was good and he was all classy and everything he posted online of, hey, you're always family. And that's all fine and good. Uh, But it it made for a great subplot. And that was a fantastic game on a Saturday night uh, out here in California. I know a lot of the restaurants and some of the bars, they put the TVs back up. I've seen some really interesting and creative ways to try to maximize outdoor space and put the big screens back up on you know more or less stage rigging in a bunch of places uh but you were able to get people gathered and they watched those games right hey here's a hangout to go and it's the first time we've been able to do that for a year so yeah the saturday night took over and then you get to a monday people are back at work people are grinding through and the game never really look and take nothing away from what baylor did today Right, and that, and that's you know I have to triple underscore that point in all of this. It's not taking away from the dominance that they displayed. It was as a game, unless you're a Baylor fan or you bet them or you pick them in the pool, there wasn't a lot of excitement and a juice to the game as it went on. You had that early uh, run. Uh, it gets down to 10 at halftime and then spurtability. They're gone again. By the way, we said that on the show years ago. Suddenly spurtability. Co-opted. Yeah, that's suddenly been co-opted again because I remember getting crap for it going, oh, you're making up words. I'm like, that's what we do in sports radio. And then to, they go and absolutely steal it. Jerks. Mm. But the... <laughs> I should have should trademarked it. Just didn't. Patent pending. Patent pending obviously didn't work uh, as it's supposed to on the airwaves. But the the idea that the Saturday's game, I mean, there's just so many reasons that, that it'll be the one that gets remembered. And, and Baylor... You know, they, they now get to be that next spot on the Wikipedia page as best teams to not. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. And, you know, look, while one shiny moment was disappointing, we had the big moment from, from Gonzaga. Look, like I said, that moment, that game is immortal. That game will live forever. So that's the one big win you can say for Gonzaga. But here's the thing now. We take, take a breath for a second. We finished the college basketball season. Right? It was a season that we didn't know what we were going to get. Mm-hmm. We didn't know if we were going to be able to finish it in the beginning of the year. It was frustrating. It was anxiety-ridden. It was thrilling. It was unquestionably an event that we had no idea where the ending was coming. And in the end, we had an incredible tournament filled with upsets, We had one walkover game, which unfortunately that was going to happen. We had a thrilling Elite Eight. We had a game for the ages in the Final Four. We had a big blowout win on National Championship Night that ended a team's quest for perfection. No matter what, no matter what we went through, this is college basketball again, standing up and planting a flag and saying, we have the best postseason in the world and nobody else can touch it. And there's the flag, and they can say, look at what we did. 
We had COVID. We had teams that didn't want to play. Coach K didn't want to play. Nobody wanted to play. But then we played, and it was great. And we had great teams, and we had questions, and we had surprise teams, and we had a shortened season, but we still figured it out. We had a tournament that didn't have that many snubs. We had huge upsets. We were able to pull it off despite the fact that fans couldn't show up. We had so many people watching on television because we had Syracuse and UCLA on late nights all the time, and that's what worked out. And we got this national championship. Again, you can say we have the worst regular season in sports. We're not going to argue that with you. But we got the best postseason in any sport, profession, or college, and we pulled it off again. Drop the mic. We did it. Nicely done. College buckets. You know, look, it's we talk about regionality when it comes to sports, right, and how excited you, you can be. Major League Baseball, why does Tatis's injury – breakthrough because he's he's a national guy right he's a guy that everybody's picked up whether you've invested in trading cards nfts uh autographs uh you're looking at the padres to try to break through because you're tired of the dodgers winning the west whatever your reasons are you got on board that bandwagon uh for college buckets you look at it that and foot college football we've always talked about it in regional you've always made fun of thursday night football to that of all right here it is it's the afc south game on a thursday night uh yeah. but <laughs> just the reality right that you're not wrapping your arms around america and and when we got through this college season we had a few stories a few players uh, a lot about luca garza and and what he was doing in iowa and, and then we we talk about teams and what gonzaga was doing but it became the wait and see, right? Because we've had a lot of big years from Gonzaga and trying to get over. And this is another of trying to get over, and they didn't. And Baylor takes them down. But they're a continued story. Why? Because they're a year-to-year powerhouse. But it, it's still a regional subject matter, right? In the Midwest, talking about the Big Ten. We talked about it here you know, at Fox Sports Radio. Why? Because I'm a Big Ten honk. But also they had four or five teams in the top 10 or 12 most of the season. So they helped perpetuate uh, a, a thought of, all right, well, what, what are we doing here in college buckets? What, where, what happened to the rest of the heavyweights? And then you mentioned all the, the veteran coaches because really – during the regular season, who do we talk about more? The veteran coaches and their hissy fits at press conferences and trying to demean reporters, Bayheim, as opposed to smiling, <laughs> Jim, and Buddy towards the end of the year. So uh, c- congratulations, just everybody, for pulling it off. Just a fantastic tournament, a lot of highs, lows, and, and just like I predicted, my picks for the bracket, I was great for a weekend, and then I sunk like a stone. Uh, speaking of the brackets, now the Baylor Bears are champs. Fox Sports Radio's M Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge is now complete. There weren't any perfect brackets. I mean, I was close, but one Syracuse lost that ended my perfect bracket. Uh, but we have three winners taking home a combined fifteen hundred dollars in gift cards. And Aaron Torres, who's joining us an hour from now, Fox Sports Radio College Basketball Insider. Who, let's face it, he shouldn't be allowed to be in with us because he's kind of an insider and expert. Uh, he won the host bracket by a wide margin. Uh, thanks to his bracket. And having Baylor beating Gonzaga in the title game. Be sure to check FoxSportsRadio.com for the final standings. It's the M Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refine your prime with M Drive. So we'll have more on this game coming up next because look, it, it, Baylor wins and Gonzaga's shot of perfection is gone. Um, but there are so many big stories in the world of sports day. We had a huge trade in the National Football League. We had a huge firing uh, from ESPN and Paul Pierce. We'll get to all of that coming up here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hey, buddy. The Baylor Bears are your national champions, and we're going to get back into the Sam Darnold trade and Paul Pierce and all that kinds of stuff in a couple of seconds. But, you know, one thing that's starting to take over a bit on social media, I just shake my head and I go, man, people just want to hate, right? Pepperdine is trending, right? Pepperdine. Now, look, Pepperdine, I've seen that campus. Oh, my goodness. If I could go anywhere, I'd go to Pepperdine. But then you wouldn't get anything done. No, I wouldn't because I'd be out of school in a month. I would say I've been on the beach for the last month. Yeah, You got to go to class. Oh, really? Oh, that's a thing. Oh, wow. Hmm. Didn't know that. All right. I'm going back to the beach. Well, you're out of school. Mm, Again, I'm paying for it. Right. I mean, Pepperdine is the most beautiful campus I've ever seen. But Pepperdine is trending because it's in the West Coast Conference. And there's a big push online of, oh, here are the Gonzaga Bulldogs who didn't play anybody. All right. They didn't play anybody. The regular season did them no favors. And I'm like, this is just somebody this is like this. You're just you're just stupid. You just look awful. Like you haven't watched a second of college basketball all season long. Okay, because all you got to do is just don't even look at the games. Just look at the schedule. Okay, just look at who they have played this year. Yes, they played a whole West Coast Conference schedule. BYU was a sixth seed in the tournament and Gonzaga beat them three times. All right. But let's forget about that for a second. They played and beat Kansas who was a three-seed in the NCAA tournament. They played and beat West Virginia, who was a three-seed in the NCAA tournament. They played and beat Virginia, 
who was a four seed in the NCAA tournament. They played and beat Iowa, who was a two seed in the NCAA tournament. In the tournament, they beat Oklahoma, Creighton, USC, and UCLA. Yes, it did be Pepperdine. But these are the teams. They, this is a third of their schedule outside a conference. All right. And you're talking about Kansas, West Virginia, Virginia, Iowa, all two to four seeds in the tournament. And then the teams they beat in the tournament, Oklahoma, Creighton, USC, who was playing as good as anybody going into that game. And they survived that game against UCLA, which just went through everybody with their four guard lineup. So really, you can't sit here and tell me, oh, they didn't play anybody. They would have been tougher for March. They had every single kind of game you could imagine right they had close games they had blowout games they had a close game in the final four when they know full well hey we can't take anything for granted going into this game against Baylor on Monday night they barely escaped against UCLA they had everything they just lost tonight and Baylor beat them because they were the better team there wasn't anything Gonzaga didn't do or anything they could have done or anything they could have done with their schedule they played a game tonight they played their B minus game and Baylor played their A game and Baylor's the national champions Gonzaga outshot them 51% to 44.8. Obviously, clouded a little bit because we hang out and, and see the 16 offensive rebounds that Baylor had over the course of the game. I mean, that, that, that was the tale of the tape. We talked about it early on, the rebounding margin, the loose balls, everything else. But they, they shot the ball pretty well. Some, some bad turnovers in the first half, and then they're never able to close the gap. It doesn't negate what they did the rest of the season. They matched up with a team. And dare I say it, maybe I'll be that guy. Maybe Baylor was the better team, right? (laughs) No matter what the rankings said, no matter what the prognosticators said, all of that stuff. Maybe maybe we just, the numbers and the algorithms didn't capture it all correctly. But it doesn't take anything away from what Gonzaga did all year long. I hate that, right? I meant nothing. They beat a bunch of bums. You you ran off that that list. It's a better resume than so many other teams that folks tried to prop up over the course of the year. So I I just shrug, man. I you know so much some of the hot take nonsense that starts to get air, and we certainly see enough of it that we just chuckle and I go, man, I, I really just need to go down that. Maybe that'll add a couple of zeros to my paycheck if I just say stuff that has no bearing in fact right and and just kind of throw it out throw it out there yeah okay hey look i didn't do any research but you know what you can go and disprove it because i've already got my runs and clicks uh and we see that on a daily basis but yeah to try to push away from what mark few and this team did over the course of the year come on now you're just kidding yourself and you're just looking to uh grab a nice big heaping cup of haterade (laughs) <laughs> celebrate what they did. Unfortunately, they didn't finish the job, right? So we, we put them in the list of the almost but didn't teams of our history and our collective sports memory, but they had a hell of a run. We're going to yell Timmy for the rest of time, <laughs> and we're going to remember the shot. We're going to remember the shot. You can't take away all those things. And UCLA, by the way, folks, they were the projected number Get one it! team in the Pac-12 coming into the year. Go and look at everything that happened to that squad along the way. They weren't some also-ran. They just needed Time to gel. Yeah, they gave away a couple of games late in the season. Yes, that was a bad run. And they say 22 and 10. How good were they? Uh, That was a pretty good team, as you saw. So, but yes, Timmy and that mustache will be one of the memories indelibly etched into our brains forever. Congratulations to Baylor. They beat another number one seed. Do I, do I need to underscore that, too? There was another number one, number one seed that beat them. It wasn't some 12 seed that, you know, they were doing Harlem Globetrotter trick shots trying to make things happen, <laughs> or suddenly there was a rock and jock option that they just had the one sharpshooter that won his uh, lot at carnivals. Come on now. And I don't know what Drew Timmy is doing, but he has a bucket. It could be confetti. It could be water. Meanwhile, Baylor gets another dunk. Oh, my goodness. Time out, Mark Few. Oh, it's confetti. Oh, no, wait, it's water, and Mark Few is soaking wet. Time out, Bulldogs. They want to talk it over. You know, that would have been kind of fun. No, that would be good. I'd, but, I'd I mean, like to see that. Just asinine. <laughs> so, some of the stuff and, and the takeaways from games. Like, okay, did you watch? Did you just look at a box score? 
Did you go out for dinner, not pay attention, and then figured you needed to use your blue check mark to uh, start flame wars just because? And I, you, all of you listening, your producers for those shows, you know who I'm talking about. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. The Sam Darnold trade came down today. I mean, look, I, I petitioned the NCAA to have the game played tomorrow night because, you know, I wanted four hours on Sam Darnold. I didn't get it. So, you know, <laughs> it's what we have. Uh, and, and look. You know my, my, my opinion to Sam Darnold after this is over. You can make all the excuses for him in the world you want to. I had moved on from Darnold because he just wasn't good. And still today, it stunned me to see a social media good for Sam trending after the Sam Darnold trade. Oh, now Sam's away from the Jets, and look how good he's going to be. Always going to be great with the Panthers. Time out for a second, all right? You know, trust me, who's seen every single start Sam Darnold has played over the course of his last three years with the New York Jets. Sam Darnold wasn't very good. The guy's the lowest-rated quarterback in the National Football League. Okay, he didn't have any string of games together that made you thought, okay, maybe he's getting it. Does the guy have talent? Yeah, he does. He wouldn't have been the third overall pick in the draft if he didn't. But he has been a bad quarterback. You have three full seasons of data and game film on him. Three full seasons in which he was hurt for at least three games in every year. Whether he was hurt or he was sick, he still missed time. He has problems staying healthy. He has a problem moving the offense. All right, He didn't have any 300-yard passing games this year. This is the era of the quarterback. And this is a, a season in which the Jets were losing by 30 points in every game. And you couldn't have one garbage 300-yard passing game? He couldn't. He wasn't good. Were the Jets good? No. Was Adam Gase a good head coach? No. But even the most generic of quarterbacks can throw for 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns in a game where their team is getting boat raced by 30. And Darnold couldn't do it. He missed open receivers regularly. And I don't mean overthrew them. He didn't see them on the field, whether it was he couldn't go through his progressions or not. But there's guys who were open. It wasn't like there was nobody open because everybody, every wide receiver is like the Hamburglar. There's all five, five guys running around going, hey, 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 Darnold simply wasn't very good, all right? And for all the excuses I've seen from him, he's the Jennifer Aniston of quarterbacks. Let's make excuses for all the bad movies Jennifer Aniston has done throughout her career after Friends. Ah. Okay, let's make all the excuses. It's like, let's Hater. make all the excuses for Sam Darnold. Okay, so what you're telling me is that, yes, I get it, the Jets stunk. But the entire organization, it was the GM, it was the head coach, it was all the other players, it was the game planning. It was all of these things, but it wasn't the quarterback. Really? Just think about that for a second, okay? Just a, Joe Douglas is a very highly respected personnel evaluator before he went to the Jets, but he goes to the Jets, people go, oh, Jets, yeah, Joe Douglas. Yeah. No, Joe Douglas was really well-respected in the NFL, okay? Robert Sala, very well-respected in the National Football League. Uh, he got to see Sam Darnold up close in a game earlier this season. Just think about You think the, the entire team, it's everybody else's fault. Two different head coaches, it's everybody else's fault. It's just not Sam Darnold. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That's liking a guy and wanting to make excuses for him because he has a likable personality. And I like Sam Darnold. He's a good dude. He knew how to handle New York. He never complained. He never got frustrated. He never said the wrong thing. He never demanded a trade. He never did any of these things. But you know what? This is kind of what you're supposed to do. But it's like because he was this and you felt bad because he didn't say anything and Adam Gase was was terrible, it was, oh, yeah, yeah, it's all everybody else's fault. I mean, let's just stop for a second. Because if Sam Darnold really was that well sought after and the Jets wanted to trade him, everybody would have fallen all over themselves to go get him. Right? They would have said, here's three first-round picks for Sam Darnold. You want to get rid of Sam? Here's three firsts. Here's two firsts this year. Here's two seconds. Here's a couple of players. And instead, the guy went for a second and a fourth and a sixth, right? That's the reality of Sam Darnold. He is not a great quarterback. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I hope well for the guy, because like I said, he was a good guy. But to think suddenly, oh, I feel that he's going to be great just because he's not on the Jets. I mean, just, just think about what you're saying when you say that. Yeah, I think there's a lot to the idea of the number of coordinators he's dealt with, the instability of the organization, the ineptitude of the organization. There's a lot. We, we could go after it and take a – take both the Jets and, to uh, a great degree, USC, and we, we can bat them like pinatas. We can have fun with that all we want. 
but you're still looking for that growth. You're still looking for the guy to step forward in adverse scenarios, right? Quarterbacks make plays even when they're on crap teams, right? Joe Burrow was fantastic. Look what was around him and certainly the offensive line that got him bludgeoned. And there's a couple of pieces that you might get excited in terms of the weaponry that he's got there. But overall, not a good squad right now. But what did you see? You saw a guy that was able to come in and make plays. Justin Herbert, there's playmakers. That's a great-looking team. But he was a guy that came in as a – all right, break glass in case of emergency kind of situation, and he went out and he shone and never gave the seat up. And so many other guys that have done that, and he said, all right, not the best personnel around, but you can at least see glimpses. With Sam Darnold, there were a couple, but he never really strung it together like you would have liked. And certainly you as a Jets fan, you can speak to that uh, better than I. Once, Even if we remove all the emotions, there still goes back to, you know, fact. So when we look at Sam Darnold going to Carolina, hopefully they're building the stable environment. They've certainly got better playmakers. There's nobody that's going to be able to argue any different than that. Matt Rule, college guy, and and year two, and you're, you're hopeful that there's stability on the offensive, you know, the coordinator and the position coach or whatever else. But don't forget, they were also getting looks at other NFL clubs this offseason. So how long are they there? Right. You know, even if he doesn't succeed at the highest level, are you still going to have, you know, Brady there to help his development for a second year? Will he be there? You know, they they gave him the fifth year option and exercise, and that's great. But now he's got to go beat out Teddy Bridgewater unless he gets dealt. And and I don't see how much different a guy they are uh, in terms of winning and pushing your team forward. Is it a better scenario? Sure. Uh, but it doesn't mean, as I've seen so many do, that you just take away that it was everybody else's fault. No, you had, you had three years of data. All right, put mono in there. That takes away some of it. Yeah. But, but for, for Sam Darnold, it's put up or shut up time as a professional, right? We can, we can bemoan the idea of Josh Rosen. That guy legitimately never got a chance. Mm. Right, bad yeah. team, and never saw the field again with any level of stability, and has now bounced around the league. So I can feel bad for him to a degree because we don't know because we didn't get to see a long, you know, a straight body of work with the uh, with Sam Darnold. No, we've seen a lot of games. There's a lot of film on him, and he saw ghosts. See, see, I, I, see how long it took for me to even bring that up. No, look, he saw ghosts. Look, all of it is, it falls under the category of of, of this, all right, with with Sam Darnold. Just think about this more about the, the team's plan. The Jets know him better than everybody else, right? The Jets know him better than everybody else, and they still decided we need to move on. Now, is there a strategy there? Sure. Hey, we start the clock over with a rookie quarterback, and Zach Wilson's rookie contract is going to go through. We're not paying a quarterback. Yeah, there's strategy. But if Sam Darnold was the guy, they would have kept him. They would have figured it out. They would have extended his last year, and they would have said, we're going to get a playmaker at number two and all of these things. It just would have happened that way. They know him the best, and they traded him. All right, that, 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 that should be what you need to know. Feeling sorry for a guy and thinking he's going to be great are, are completely two different things. But it's like that melds its way together because, oh, I feel bad for him. So, yeah, I get it. But really, you're going to go, you're going to look at the last three years and tell me, yeah, this guy looks great. I mean, like I said, if he was great, people would have traded more for him. It would have been a bidding war for him. And it wouldn't have been the Jets saying, well, we took him number three overall three years later, we're turning him to a two or four and a six. It would have been different. Well, you, t- you take what you can get. It's a depressed market mm-hmm. at this point. That's right. Well, but it is, right? A yeah, lot of other right. teams have filled – how many seats are there really available to go compete for a starting job? As much as I'd like to tell you it's the Bears, uh, they're committed so much over the top to Andy Dalton, uh, they're offering to you know just tattoo everybody uh, mm-hmm. with that at this point. He's number one on their foreheads, I think, for the next press conference you see from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. But it, it, there, there weren't very many options. And those that need a quarterback, guess what? Including the Jets, you're sitting in a prime position to go and draft the guy you think is next to try to grab some energy and excitement. So what are you going to do? You're going to go and do it. Could you have built around Sam Darnold? Maybe, maybe not. But you have the number two overall pick. And what does New York love more than anything? 
the sexy newest thing, the newest club, the newest Broadway show, and now a shiny new quarterback in Gang Green. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but speaking of baseball, look, we'll have we'll have more coming up. Uh, look, we got the big Paul Pierce story coming up, as well as more on Gonzaga and Baylor. But uh, we have a big three hundred and forty million dollar dilemma where everybody is holding their breath after what happened to Padre star shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. tonight. Hurt himself taking a hard swing and immediately left the game against the Giants. He struck out swinging, you know, reached across the plate for a ball and immediately fell to the ground cradled his left arm while he got up. Two trainers helped him off the field. All right, now, hopefully he is okay. Uh, It looks like it could be an arm, some kind of shoulder injury. He did have a bad shoulder or or a shoulder injury earlier in the spring. He came back after a couple of days, so it wasn't that bad. But you have to wonder if this is part of it, and you don't know how much longer he's going to be out. And hopefully he is good. He is great for the game, and we're hoping that he comes back. I need to go back to what we said when Fernando Tatis got this $340 million contract, okay? Because this, this is why we're talking about him. If it's just Fernando Tatis gets hurt, it's not a big headline. But it's crazed because they gave him $340 million, right? And what did we say at the time for Fernando Tatis? The deal that should have been for him was more of a Ronald Acuna 10-year, $100 million deal because that's what you do. Hey, listen, you get paid a lot earlier, but you're also helping us out uh, later on in this deal. But the Padres paid him like he was Francisco Lindor or Bryce Harper, who had shown five or six years of staying healthy and showing that you're a superstar. Right, because the thing with Fernando Tatis, and we said it, we we said it when it happened, was that you're paying a guy that has barely played the equivalent of one season in Major League Baseball. All right, Fernando Tatis played 84 games in 2019, and he played 59 games last year. All right, that's one full season, and he had, and he was great. He's great so far. He's hitting 340 home runs, 99 RBI. He's been terrific. But the reason guys get 340 million dollar contracts in their mid-20s is because the two things they have shown is that we are consistent with our stardom and we are consistent with what we do out on the field and we show that we can stay healthy. And that's why this is such a big deal right now because, oh my goodness, you gave Tatis $340 million. That's why we're talking about him is because he's got this kind of, of contract. I hope he's – I really do. Of course I do. I hope he's great. He's great for baseball. He's got a great personality. The guy is so bleep and exciting. But you could tell this spring he wasn't right. He had five errors in his first four games, the shoulder injury that kind of lingered. He wasn't swinging the bat well. How banged up is he? Is he going to need surgery? What's it going to be? These are big questions, and they're big questions because of the contract. That's why we're talking about this the way it is. Yeah, you and I, you know, for the years that we've been on the show together, my my consistent thing in in all sports is I don't want to pay a guy until I have to. Right, I understand the business of it. And when we talked about Tatis's contract specifically, it was, I, I get the logic, right? Make the splash, make him the guy, perpetuate the face of baseball, and hey, Dodgers, we're here for you. And we ain't going away anytime soon. And you avoid all the potential problems down the line when he's outplayed the contract. Because that always comes up, right? Guys are, are mashing and saying, well, I'm making you know, peanuts, when I should be making, you know, here's where my stats are commensurate, you know, with the other guys uh, at my position and what they're getting paid. So there were a lot of, from a business perspective, I guess you could say, all right, let's fall in line and let's just get it done. But how many times have we talked about Wentz and Goff and so many guys in the NFL? Was like, why are you, Todd Gurley, why are you paying these guys before you have to? Right? Why, why are you doing it? And then certainly for baseball, there's always the fight over uh, the – time in the minor leagues and holding guys back service time questions this is a you decided to make your statement unfortunately you bet big into a pot and right now you're holding your breath hoping this is a short-lived injury david chow uh dr chow who joins us uh on fox sports radio you know he talked about it and uh, initially analyzed it as a shoulder thing that could eventually require surgery but maybe he can play through it. Either way, a very scary moment for all of Major League Baseball. 
Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh, coming up next, we have more on the huge Baylor win over Gonzaga, how it happened, why it happened. Plus, uh, I'll take you behind the curtain for the surprise Paul Pierce firing at ESPN. That's coming up next right here on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 